Hello, wrestling fans. Quicker is here. Hey, that's me. Today I'm with Jeremiah Plunkett. Yellow again, everybody. Jeremiah Plunkett and Quentin Charisma. And once again, we are right along ringside, ring ready to go with another big episode of the Territorial Wrestling Review Podcast. And Quentin, we're a little uh, we're a little solemn today. Um, we we've got to do something that we we don't enjoy doing, um, but it, it needs to be done. Um, we, we lost a member of the Wrestling Brotherhood uh, last night, actually. Um, some of you will know him as Josephus of Brody. Uh, fans of NWA Power will know him as the question mark. Uh, but uh, Joseph Huston passed away very suddenly last night. It's been a, it's been a rough day. Um, so I, I guess what we're going to do is uh, do what we do when we lose anybody close to us in the wrestling profession. And uh, we're going to honor them by tolling the bell 10 times and giving them a 10 bell salute. Okay, and uh, man, it never, never gets easy. And it seems like I, I, I put this on Twitter earlier today. Twenty twenty, excuse me, twenty twenty one is just twenty twenty with a different pair of glasses so far. Yeah, yeah. Everyone I, has said it's going to be a new year and everything's going to be different. It, it's it's been the same year with just a different name. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, I knew that, you know, 2021, just you flip a calendar, it's not going to change it. I think eventually we're going to, everything is going to get back to some levels of normal. Uh, but 2020, you know, was rough for everybody. But uh, we lost a few, you know, uh, guys that we, you know, know and worked with in the wrestling business. I, Oh, you know, 2021, you know, almost two months in, we hadn't lost anybody. It's like, okay, we're, you know, maybe that part of it's turning around. And at one o'clock last night, I saw Derek Neal post, and I was, and then he's the only one I seen post. And that's what's well, one o'clock. Maybe, you know, I didn't see anybody else post. So I went to sleep and I woke up this morning and then I saw everybody post. And I thought, like, well, 2021's sucking now. So, I didn't know him that very well. Uh, actually, his first show at Stadium Inn was my last show I worked at Stadium Inn. Oh, really? And so I, your, la your yeah. last show at Stadium Inn was 2009? Because I believe that's when he yeah. debuted. Okay. It was his first His first match uh, was uh, that night at Stadium Inn. And then that was my last time I worked Stadium Inn. And... Um, I've only, like I said, I've only met him a few times because, like, you know, I got out in 2010. And so I probably worked 
worked that show, and I think I worked 2010 at Saw. I think I, I think he was on one of those shows that I worked. Then I'm seeing him in a couple shows that I was just hanging out at. So I, you know, I only actually, you know, met him, you know, handful, handful of times. You know, saying whatever you say, hand, you know, a few times. Not, I mean, I didn't personally know him. Um, but it, it's, it's no matter who it is, it's sad when um, somebody passes away. And, and uh, like I said, I didn't really know him, but if you look, you know, I think I've seen today on the internet, nobody said anything bad about him, you know. And that wrestling business, that's, 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 that's very rare, you know. Yeah, and, and yeah. this one hits me uh, extremely, extremely close to home. Um, so, uh, you know, as we said, Joe started in uh, 2009, um, and I met him a little after he started. He began training with uh, with Dutch Mantel, um, and I was riding the roads a little bit with Dutch at that time. Um, and Dutch had a wrestling training school up in Lebanon, Tennessee. Uh, and when he was trying to uh, polish Joe up and make him into the Bruiser Brody clone. Uh, I was the bump dummy uh, for those sessions. And to say that Joe darn near killed me half a dozen times would probably be an understatement. Uh, but, no, you know, it was never on purpose. And he was just, he had, he had built himself up to be a big guy um, because when he started, he wasn't. Uh, I don't know if you remember when he started. At yeah, yeah, he, yeah, was he wasn't. Thin. Yeah, he wasn't big at all. Yeah, yeah I mean, he, he always had height, but he was just real thin. Yeah, he didn't have any size, really. He um, just like a normal, normal person. Uh, and, but he had built himself up, uh, a lot of powerlifting. Uh, I remember we'd go out after those training sessions uh, to the Waffle House, and he would get 8 to 12 eggs. And that'd be what he'd eat. Like, so he's, he was just pounding protein. Wow. Get bigger and bigger and bigger. And I've seen him work out. And he was a he was a beast. Um, and this is this is really sudden because Joe had no bad habits. He he didn't drink, he didn't smoke, uh, he ate fairly clean, he worked out all the time. Um the worst habit I could think of that he had was he, you know, liked energy drinks every now and then. But I mean, grand scheme of things, that's nothing. Well, that's... Uh, so it, it was really sudden and a big surprise. Um, so in, in the in the small times that you had with him, did you ever speak with him? Like ever have conversation with him? Really? Just you know, hey, how you doing? And then, um, uh. I saw him like in. I went with you to Saw. Was it 2012 at Old Hickory when they were running that? I think it was like 2012. That's right. Yeah. yeah, and he come up to me and he's like, and he goes, "You were on the first show I ever worked." I said, "Yeah," and I talked, you know, a little bit. I mean, nothing like really sit down deep, you know. And he's like, "You, you, you know, times you know, I was done and everything." And he said, "Hold on," he said, "Don't ever say that, you know. Come back, you know." And I was like, no, nah, I'm done, you know. And, uh, but no, not, never, you know, just, 
just really cordial guy, you know, yeah. small talk, you know, but you could tell he's really, uh, well, for nowadays, he, I could say he was made for the wrestling business. He would have been really, really out of place back in the day. Um, quiet for sure. Quiet, really intelligent, smart guy from whatever I said. Yeah, he had, I don't know how many, I know more than two degrees. But you could just tell he was, but, um, you know, um, no, he was, like I said, just really cordial, you know, you know, like I said, the few times that I've talked to him, he was always nice and cordial and everything. Um, but like I said, I didn't see anything say a bad thing about him. Which said, that's very rare. <laughs> yeah, you'd, you'd be surprised the things he had his fingerprints on, too. Um, so, Joe, it, it's weird. He was extremely intelligent, um, had massive book collections, would read French poetry. I mean, he was into the most obscure things. Um, yeah. You know, he was in multiple bands. He could play just about any instrument you put in front of him. Uh Let's see. As far as like hobbies, he collected books. He collected VHS tapes, and they were usually terrible B movies. <laughs> um, he he loved like the cult pop culture, uh, and you can really see that in some of the creative stuff he collaborated with on NWA Power. If you go back and look at some of those commercials, those had Josephus's fingerprints all over them. Um, Danny Deals, for one, was based <laughs> that that was based on a uh, late night salesman, I believe, in the New Jersey area, who on some tapes he had the commercial. Oh, um, um, oh crap! I used to watch sit on the commercial on WOR when I was a kid. Uh, uh, the, the, when I'd watch New York wrestling in the early 80s, WOR. Oh, what was that? Gosh, I can't remember. Oh, remember the name of the place. But I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's outlandish guy and a salesman guy. Oh, what was that? His prices are insane. Yeah. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Danny Deals was based on that character. So, yeah. like, when you see the really, really campy uh, com commercials and stuff that was... Uncle Tony. Yeah. Un Uncle Tony's chicken and waffles. Oh, no, chicken and waffles. Uh, waffles chicken and tire irons. Waffles irons. and tire irons, yeah. Irons. 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 Yeah, and then, uh, oh, he had another one, too. It was, like, his wrestling farm or something. Pick a baby face, pick a heel, something like that. But, like, that was all based on his, like weird cult knowledge of like these campy things he'd seen and yeah. wanted to recreate and you know at, at, at first they tried to make him a bruiser brody copy right and and for a time he even had the blessing from bruiser brody's widow to be josephus brody and that went for a while but then he changed and he had his kingdom of josephus and he was very enlightened. He was the intelligent monster. And, you know, he had a spiritual kind of, advisor. Kind of 
this is weird to say this. Uh, Brody Lee-ish. I could see that, yeah. Yeah, kind of, kind of Brody Lee. Hood. Yeah, he he had the. Oh, that's that's kind of weird. That's kinda, dude. It's kind of eerie, yeah. Yes, at, I looking just, at I, it in hindsight, I, I didn't yeah. even put that together until right now. Yeah, what's that? What are they called? Dark Order. Yeah, so that, that's kind of ooh. But he's been doing that for what five years? Yeah, and so and then that dropped. And then he had to reinvent himself again. And he takes the most ludicrous idea and knocks a home run with the question mark, the master of Mongrovian karate. Okay, is there actually a Mongrovia or whatever it is? Absolutely not. That place is okay. I, I, I thought he, I just, I, I figured he actually researched. Because like, you know, I know how people talk about how he's would really, you know, go into stuff and had knowledge of all this. I actually thought it was a really real place. I was like, he probably really found this place, and really, it's really a place somewhere, <laughs> or it was, you know, back in, you know, like Genghis Khan times or something, you know. <laughs> no, that so there was there is a place called Mongolia, and oh, know, just, yeah, yeah, and they just made it crazy. And and it, it was ludicrous, right? I mean, he he was this karate master who ended up training up Aaron Stevens, uh, had him under his wing. He never spoke, but everybody knew it was him. Yeah, they did. That's what made even Warhead made even more in on the joke. Yeah, and. Because like I mean, then he worked, he worked because he worked as Josephus like what the taping before or James Storm beat him and then like the next taping he come back as that didn't he? Well, um, they they played. Uh, he didn't come back. They started playing teasers. Oh, the gimmick. Yeah. Yeah, and they played teasers for weeks. Yeah. So by the time he came back, he was massively over, and then it just I, I was there for the tapings, working in a backstage role. And the place would come to their feet. So, so, you know, you said you were there. So was it meant from day one before even before it even uh, he actually did this in person? David, was it supposed to be comedy? I, I don't know. I mean, I with or did re- when he re- went out there, it got over like that and they just ran with it. I, I, I don't know. Um, I in the backstage role I was I was not involved in the production or booking meetings. What I just know if you overheard anything or anything. Yeah, no. Because um, to me it seemed like when he first went out there, it was like to be serious, and it got over this comedy so fast that they just it just took fire and they just ran with it instead of like some people try some bookers and promoters will ignore. What the crowd is eating up, and it's their idea, and they're stubborn, and they will not go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm wondering yeah. in, in, if they're like, "Hey, look at look at the reaction this just got. Let's roll with it." You know? Yeah. That I, I mean, I, I have no idea. I do know when he was rocking the yellow tights; those are a pair of Tony Fox old tights. 
No way. Yeah, yeah, he told me that. Uh, and I believe the the black butcher top may have been Tony's too. I'm not 100% on that. Wow. Um he he eventually went to and I really enjoyed this look. He got the uh the yellow Bruce Lee jumpsuit. Yeah. Uh and I really enjoyed that look. Um but I mean he went out and got the Mongrovian flag made. Yeah. It was tremendous. It uh it's black in the middle with a giant white question mark and it's yellow as yellow stripes on each side. And one has like an emu and one has, and the other side has like, I don't know what it is. An antelope. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah. An armadillo, something <laughs> like something, just, yeah. just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but I saw the people come alive and like, like on some shows, on some that shows, would be the no. largest pop. You know, it was it was so entertaining, and they made masks and sold the crap out of them, um, which is great because it was just a black mask with a white question mark on the head. Yeah, I'm just wondering. It, I'm I, just gonna say, I think that's the last time. I may be wrong on this, but that, I think that might have been the last time I was in the same place with him. I may be wrong. Now we saw him at Tony Falk Day. That's it. That, I think that was the last time yeah. I was in the same place with him was uh, was Paducah's Tony Falk day. The the he was a Duke of Paducah. Uh, Duke of I can't talk like Tony when I, when I try. I can't talk like him. Yeah, we're just having <laughs> we're a conversation just, just and you went into it. I can keep doing it. I just I just spur the moment, but but uh, yeah, that that was the last time I saw him. So. Yeah, and I believe it was, unless we happen to run across a show together, you know, in, in that time. But shortly after that, you know, COVID decided to clutch us all down. No, it was already, everything was already closed down. That was in what, September? Oh, then yeah, that probably was the last time I saw Jeff. Yeah, because I was like, yeah, I'm thinking, that's probably last time because I don't, you maybe worked, what, three shows since then, maybe? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, so, and and this was uh, this was a big shock, man. And it, like I said, it hit really close to home. And I've been in a really weird headspace all day. Wow. Uh, because you know this is somebody that you know I've known for over a decade, and was there when he was just getting his feet wet and clotheslining the dog crap out of me <laughs> trying to learn how to not kill people. <laughs> and he was a good yeah. dude, man. Loved his kid. Good God. That's what everybody's saying. That uh, everything It's like he, that his kid was his world. You know? so, how, old is, how old is his kid? I'm, I'm estimating here. I'm guessing... 11 12 13 oh gosh yeah not you know not not old at all um that time period is rough that time period is rough enough growing up that his right, uh teenage now with losing your father that's gonna that's awful mm. the last uh the last post i saw on social media from joe um was from yesterday it was a facebook story and it was his son. Uh, his son mm. laid, laid back on a small brick wall and he said, just chilling or chilling or something like that. I was just, his son was his world, man. His son in art. 
all different kinds of art. Joe, you know, liked making little movies. Uh, he partnered with people on music videos. Um, I, I already said music, like uh, he was somewhat of an artist, like a, I don't know, like a physical artist as far as like, you know, painting and drawing himself. Like he was, I guess, I guess that's the best way to say it this period. Like he, he was an artist and he considered pro wrestling an art. And I know some people see it different ways, but it's performance art. And that, that's how he saw it. Um, I learned this actually today uh, because I've just been binging as many videos as I could about him. Uh, in an interview, they asked what made him want to start wrestling and you know he's like yeah i liked it when i was a kid and i got back into it around 06 um he goes my brother and i wrote a screenplay about pro wrestling and he goes well you know i should go to some shows and he's like well if we're gonna do this thing maybe i should train and like you know get to know people and network up in them so he did that and then he's like yeah maybe i should have a match right and you know that way i can get to know more people and then when we do this screenplay so he had a match, and then all of a sudden, the screenplay got pushed to the back burner. Yeah. And Joe just loved wrestling. He loved the performance art of wrestling. And it, 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 it took over. And I, I, normally, I would say this is where it like encompassed him or consumed him, but it never did. Like Joe was always really good at separating it. You know, there's all these guys who believe their hype or live their gimmick. Yeah. And Joe was Josephus Brody from the moment he got to the building and the moment he got back in the car or the question mark, you know, or whatever he was doing. But the moment that was done, he was Joseph Hudson. Hmm. Yeah, it seems like a lot of guys can't nowadays turn the switch off and on on, on things. Now, was he still married? No. Okay. Yeah, no, no, it was not. Um. Yeah, man, he was just he was teaching. I believe. I believe he was a music teacher. Uh, mm. I mean, he was a librarian at, at one point, like. All these things that did he run for mayor or something in Nashville, <laughs> or, or some kind of office in Nashville one time? Not that I know of, but it wouldn't surprise me. It was like, or man, I've been mayor, uh, councilman, or something. I, for some reason, I, I, I thought I saw him running for something in one time. On somebody put posted something online. This was like. Uh, early, like maybe 2010, 11-ish, maybe. I think he was going to run for counselor. So I think I could be wrong, but I remember seeing something that he was, I can't remember. For some reason, I, I, it, in my, I'm thinking that he was going to run, run for some kind of councilman district or some, something in Nashville at one time. <laughs> So, or he had planned to, or so I can't. Remember. I just remember seeing something at one time that he was um, for some reason that's sticking in my head. I, I don't know. If I'm, that's, hmm. I don't know. 
It, it would not surprise me. Um, as smart as he was, as many fingers as he had in many different things, yeah, nothing he he attempted would surprise me. And I, I guess all, all this to say, um, I, I wish Joe had, I wish he was around to see all the stuff that's been put on social media, um, to see what everybody said of the impact that he made on everybody's life. You know, uh, it's been as depressing of a day as it's been, it's been a day that made you smile because of all the good things that was said about a good person wow. and somebody actually getting the uh, I don't want to say the respect that was due but you know it, it, it was the respect that was due for being a good guy yeah, more so than being a good wrestler because yeah. you'll, you'll see that all day long the guy could be a terrible human being and he dies and it was like he was a great wrestler but everyone was focused on what a great human being Joe was. So. Yeah, well, most times your great wrestlers are not great human beings. Yeah, not everybody <laughs> can be a Bobby Eaton. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's just the way that business is, you know, was, especially back then, you know. Now, more so nowadays, it's, yeah, I think because it's, the wrestling business changed, it's more, you know, you know, so it seems like you don't get as many not bad people. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. yeah. No, the, the wrestling business has definitely cleaned up to a degree. Yeah, uh, to a, to to a degree because yeah. Oh yeah, it's yeah. still we, so we got some shady yeah, party so, left in it. Well, and people have definitely been outed on some bad stuff in the past two three years. Yeah. Um, uh, but but, it, but then some people it, it hasn't been. I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I know exactly what you mean. I, I do. I know exactly who and what I you mean. Too, probably. Bubba, I heard it too. Right. 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 <laughs> That's one I was thinking about. Um. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, with with that said, I guess I, I guess I, I just want to wrap it up. But that's, that's fine. That's fine. But, yeah. Well, just by saying, you know, Joe, I miss you, buddy, and I love you. And I don't know, man. I hope to see you on the other side, dude. Uh, rest in peace, Josephus. Hmm. But now that we've got that hard part out of the way, and it's it's always hard to make this transition, but we're going to uh, the match for this evening that we're, we're going to review. Go ahead. Doing something different tonight. Yeah, we are. Yeah. We're going to. Uh, so we just kind of did the the watch along on a whim last week. Um, but we're actually going to do it on purpose this week. <laughs> you know, and you know, I, I was I usually try to watch. Um, the day before, the day of, uh, so it can be fresh in my mind. And I, I take my notes. And last week I noticed something. I think it was better because I'm I'm really bad at 
what to call move by move my move my that more move by you know just he and you try to cut it out on me you try to you know but I, I do it way too much I don't I guess it's why I take notes and and I just watch every little you know and I noticed last week we watched it and I had all my notes but I really didn't use them and I think it it flowed better because um, I'm not just bogging it down for every little move, you know? Yeah, so we, today, we almost get lost into the minutia of the move, like, hey, here's the technique of this, as opposed to really taking in the story sometimes. Yeah. So then last week we watched, and I didn't use my notes at all, really. So I thought today, I said, like, well, you know, let's do the watch along again, but instead of watching it, then do the watch along. How about just watch the watch along for the first time? And I think it might be uh, definitely cut down move for move for move. And I think when, because oftentimes I see something for the first time, it, I'm like, ooh, you know, wow, it's got more of a wow factory for it. Than me reading it or having to watch it and then rewatch it again like we did last week. So I'm thinking it might be better that way. Yeah, so we're definitely gonna, be better to cut down all the move for move stuff. Uh, so yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna give it a try. Um, the uh, so if you guys would like to watch along with us, and we'd uh, we'd appreciate if you do. Um, the YouTube channel is the Sport of Professional Wrestling. Uh, the match. And I'm going to read it verbatim how it's written out. Harley Race, parentheses, champion, versus Jumbo Saruta, parentheses, challenger, hyphen, NWA, world heavyweight title, parentheses, 11-06-1977. And again, the channel this can be found on is the Sport of Professional Wrestling. We will include the link um, on YouTube when we put out the episode. Uh, this is from Tokyo, Japan. This is a young Jumbo Saruta taking on the world's heavyweight champion, Harley Race. And I am going to share our screens. This is episode 57, by yeah, the way. Yes, this is, this is episode <laughs> I 57. Forgot. I just was like, I just said, oh crap, I got episode 57. <laughs> okay, so we've got that this set up to share. All right, and I am set up on double zeros uh, on YouTube. So I'm going to give you a three, two, one play. And at that point, I will hit play. All right, and here's your countdown. And three, two, one, play. Okay, so we are, I, I'm still trying to figure out what venue this was. Um, there's your boy. He is so creepy. Oh, he's so creepy. Jim Barnett is definitely a little bit creepy looking. He is really thin, but he's still got that turkey neck hanging. <laughs> he's really thin there. Uh, yeah, he's just really creepy. Harley, this is um really short. This is before the fro. He let the fro grow out. Yeah, yeah. It's short hair, uh, sideburns, like just sideburns. Harley and skinny Jumbo Saruta. Young Jumbo. Wow, he looks young. And the face. Look at 
Yeah, he's really young in the face. And for the, for those watching with us, Harley, uh, if, if you don't know, if you're a total wrestling noob, which if you are, I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why. This match um, or listening to this podcast, but Harley Race, <laughs> one in the black and yellow, Jumbo oh, Ceruto is the one in the red. Look at that arm. Whoa, that arm drag was – Ceruto was probably three and a half foot in the air when he hit hooked that arm drag. Gosh, that looked good. Wow. You know, and, and so Harley, how old was Harley? How old how, was Harley at this time? Uh, let's see. Let's do some math here. He's uh he's cooking though, and he's moving. Yes, he was hitting them ropes, boy, full speed. And Dang. Harley is one of those guys where it's really hard to judge his age. He <laughs> got that right because he always looks forty-seven. Um, so what yeah. I said, this is nineteen seventy-seven. So Harley would have been 34. Harley would have been the same age as I am. Gosh. You know, the one of high arm drags. You know, they always talk about how stiff those rings are in Japan, man. Harley is bumping his butt off for Saruta. But they're making everything count. Oh, yeah. It's big bumps. I mean, it's, and they slow it back. They're like they're slowing it back down. He's working the arm now. And Har- and Harley's just grimacing in pain. Harley, you know, a lot of a lot of people say Flair, and I I love Flair, and I think everybody does. Harley is is my prototypical NWA champion. Right? If 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 I was if I was able to book multiple territories and had a world champion travel, it would be Harley Race. Yeah, because, well, Flair, he was toward the end of the territories, too. So it was, you know. And and also, was it not the case that in Flair's first run, it didn't do well? Mm-mm. No. That's why they took the strap off from him, from what I, you know. He's still working that arm. And then Harley's also got these black boots with this uh, – White patch on the side that's very interesting. Yeah, I hadn't seen those before. That, that's I hadn't seen that wear those before. Got a, he had got, a lot of different boot variations though. Yeah, and we got a really weird butt shot of Harley Race. That was kind of strange. <laughs> and I wish I could Say remember it. this referee's name. But this was like this is the big time. This is all Japan pro wrestling. I do want to put out there. God, what a gut wrench suplex. That was that so was pretty. nice. Oh, Oh, um, Sully gut rent. What does he say? A salto or whatever? <laughs> uh, side salto souple. Yeah. <laughs> man, Jumbo's arm drags are beautiful. Yeah. Man, dude, I, Harley's I, getting up, I, getting I, up, I there, right up there. Too. I put them right up there with steamboats. And a lot of it's Harley, too, diving into them. Harley's bumping his butt off for him. Harley's taking arm drags like some people take backdrops, like just yeah, so high. He's, he's, yeah, this is yeah. Harley's working. He is working. He come to work that night. Well, he knows Bob is going to give him that good check too. Exactly. You know, when the world champion was coming to Japan, the world champion loved to come to Japan. Yeah, they, just, tre- they, they treated you like a king. You didn't wrestle in no used car lots. No, <laughs> definitely not. Could you imagine going straight from either 
a uh, say it's your first time as world champion, so you're hitting the territories, and you either go from all Japan to St. Louis or vice versa. Could you imagine the shock? Well, St. Louis would have been okay. Actually, that's the town. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Kansas City. Yeah, can you go into Kansas City? Now, that would have been who? Yeah, no, St. Louis would have been great because it would have been much Nick, so you would have been paid fat anyway. Yeah. Um, I know I don't have no volume on this, but especially on them arm drags, it seemed like the, you know, the crowd actually looked kind of like they're really making some no- little bit of noise. Yeah. Um, and if, if I remember right, Japan has the big, yeah, that's a 20. That's a 20 foot ring. Absolutely. Yeah. E- every bit of it. Ooh, I thought you were going to drop him there for a minute on that backbreaker. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking that was going to be a body slam and it went up weird. God, Harley fed up so great for for body slams. I was just saying, he's feeding up these. Uh oh, what we got here? Okay, so here's the big thing and here's part of the story. So, like, I, I always talked about how that they were so educated in Japan, right? That they knew mm-hmm. the guy's finish. Double underhook suplex was one of Jumbo's big finishes. Oh, and okay. so that's why as soon as he hooked it, Harley dropped to like his knee. Drops to the mat. Yep. To block it. And, and there's I, there's and right I now have, I, sorry, I was gonna say I have seen this match before. And as soon as he hooked it, the crowd went, Oh yeah, I bet. And you see there's still move, there's a lot of movement in the crowd. And you said that I like this how they're struggling right now. Yeah. So he's he still got him hooked for it and he's still trying to and Harley's still struggling. you know, it's a struggle for because it it's still early in the match. It's oh. good psychology. Yeah, and real quick, this is two out of three falls. Okay. Yeah, two two out of three falls. Um, and Jumbo would also set up Ooh. his finish. Oh, he had the best knee drop. That's good. Harley had the best knee drop. That was a nice knee drop for the head. But Jumbo would set up his finish with a uh, jumping knee attack, which is funny because Harley would also do a jumping knee. Yeah, high knee. Yeah, <laughs> high knee. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and there's something you were just talking you were talking about on the last episode. Um, because obviously this is before this is pre-tap out, and uh Jumbo was just slapping the mat yeah. to to sell. So I mean, in that instance, yes, you know, I entirely agree with you. It, yeah. it does take that away, it takes a that bit of selling away. So they're on they're on the mat now. Because this even though they've been up and down, their ups have been really high paced. Big bumps. They're they're just down selling right now. He's working, wearing him down. Is he dropping a shoulder in the back of his neck? So he's he's got him in the front chancery, and I he's like coming up on all fours and dropping back down. I don't know if it's supposed if he's trying to sell that he's wrenching it in, or if that's what he is doing is dropping his shoulder on the back of the neck. Yeah, the people are there. Very reactive for a because um, I mean nowadays Japanese fans are into it more, but back in the seventies and eighties they weren't usually this lively. But he's the next coming of Baba, so they're really behind Jumbo. Yeah, and they you know the NWA World Heavyweight Championship oh, was that's the like championship. the fifth big slam Harley's took, and that's a big full. Rotation slam. There's that jumping Oh, there's knee. the high knee. It's with the high knee. Yep, here it goes. 
Whips in again. What's it going to give him this time? Another hind. Whoa, he just ate that one, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Harley ain't putting a hand up. Uh, that was snug. There it is. Boom. He hits it. Covers him. He kick out. Yeah, Look at no. the people jumping up. Japanese people. Oh, he pinned him. Okay. Yeah, first fall. I thought he kicked out. First fall to jump That's up. That's why they're jumping. That's like, well, the Japanese people, like I said, 70s, you didn't get a lot of reaction. They were jumping up for Jumbo. So he just, he got a, the first fall on the world champion. He set it up with two high knees. Then he hit his suplex. And and now that move's established, you know, from from all out. And they, they got a really short rest period. I'm, I'm thinking that was maybe 15 10 seconds. seconds. How, how, what, how, what, how long was that, uh, the, the first fall? How long did that go? Uh, looks like right about nine thirty. Okay. Yeah, but a fifteen-second interval there. Harley stalling, which I like that. Well, oh, yeah, he, he just got he just got beat. Yeah. Is a shoulder? Oh, old school shoulder breaker by Harley. Love it. And look how trim Harley is here, like. Oh, pile driver. Goes for the cover. Kicked out. Whoa. He's selling that neck. Wow. You see him holding his neck? That was good. He's selling that neck. Good. Here we go. Here it is. Whoa. Boom. Yeah, Jumbo, Jumbo reversed the he side salt to suplex the other way. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I don't think I've ever seen that. But, you know, you think about it, he's a world champion. He's working. This is, you know, he's working basically 45 to minutes to an hour every night everywhere. So he's got to be – he's going to take the bump through. He's going to take the Terry Funk bump. No, nope. <laughs> I think he'll take the Terry Funk bump through the ropes for a minute. <laughs> yeah, now we're getting a whole bunch of back-and-forth action. Yeah. You know, it, it's like couple moves reverse, couple moves reverse. Yeah. God, that knee drop. Oh, knee to the head. Another knee drop to the head. So, what's he going to give him another one? Oh, another one. And Harley's was so good because, like, flares every now and then you could tell he just whiff. Harley's, there's no daylight. Like, you can't tell. Well, Harley don't do the roll through either. Yeah. Because when you do that roll through, you see, you know, sometimes the flare would come down and he'd already be in his roll, but Harley would go straight down. So, and let's think about this too, because he's working the front chancery. What's what, the was that, what do you call what he just did? Uh, I, I always call that like a front chancery takeover. Okay. I used to do those, and I'd have to basically call it in the ring and explain because I didn't know what it was ever called, and nobody. <laughs> I didn't basically say, "Okay, I'm a hooky, and we're gonna just go with it." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I always just say if I do one, I say, "Roll now." <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, because you never. It, you used to see a lot in the '70s and I was a little bit in the early '80s. Um, first person I ever seen do it was uh, um, Jerry Oates. Fez would do it a lot. Did he? Yeah, but Fez – so Harley went straight back with his. Fez would cross the body over and lay out. So it almost like would look like when you see the old, the lay-down arm drag, it was almost like that. So you had the body to go across. 
Uh, but th- think about this. What's Harley's big finish? Vertical suplex. Yeah. So this whole front face lock. Yeah, he's working it. Yeah, he's he's, he's setting it up. Yeah. Oh, small package. I don't know where. Harley it, kicked out. And it makes Harley let go of the hold. Boom. Nice knee. And Harley's punches no. were always so legit looking. You know what yeah, I mean? They, they, they weren't they weren't big and wild like Lawler's. Yeah. They're very precise. Man, he is kneeing the stew out of him in the head. There's there a headbutt. It is. Oh. Damn my headbutt. There's a standing headbutt, though. Is he gonna get another one? Another standing headbutt. Oh man. And same thing like with the knees. There's no daylight. And it's yeah. to the head. Well. He goes back here, he hooks him again, working wearing him down. Oh, nice spin into the hammer lock. Wow. That wasn't that was I didn't see that coming, did you? I, I've seen this match multiple times. Oh, I'm saying when you watched it the first time. No, I, no, absolutely not. I thought we were going to go back to the front chancery story. Yep. Oh, he's got the other arm hook. Is he gonna roll him over to a cover? You have to slide the arm out because he's can't get his shoulder down. Now yeah, so down. He's got one chicken winged and the other half Nelson. And rolling Harley over it. Th- this type of wrestling looks so much more legitimate than what you would see in the States around the same time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it, it's just the, the whole thing of, you know, the, J- the Japanese wrestling mentality, you know. And I, I, I'm not sure if this is the case, and I'm looking it up right now. Um, I don't know if at this time Jumbo is the uh, NWA United Nations, uh, or sorry, United National uh, Heavyweight Champion or not. Um, I do know around this time he won it for the first time, but I don't know if he was going into this match or not. Yeah. He's got that arm hook, and he's just dropping down, working on Harley's arm and shoulder. I think it's everything they do. They're working, setting everything that's getting set up. That's why I like like, like this. Okay, so at at this time, Jumbo is the United National Heavyweight Champion. Um, funny thing about the United National Heavyweight Champion Championship, it was later unified into what would be known as the Triple Crown Championship. And guess hmm. who uni- guess who unified it? Who's that? Jumbo Saruta. Hmm. Oh, look at that! What would you call that? A standing standing circle, probably. Okay, that was nice. Oh, nice some European uppercuts from Jumbo. And, and now they're just brawling. Yeah, and you can tell they're laying it in because you can see the sweat fly, and they are sweating. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So th- those buildings, it seemed like you hear in the summertime you burn up, and wintertime you freeze. So they had like no heat and air in these buildings in Japan, do they? <laughs> 
At the, at this time, I don't believe so. Yeah, because it's like all the stories you hear. Oh, Jumbo went for the big shoulder hit. Did he hit the pole? He, he did hit. Oh, he made, I think he hit the pole. Okay. There goes the suplex. Bam. That's it. But we're not done. Oh, look at this. And I love the working what? to get into it. What? Indian Deathlock. Sure is, ain't it? Yeah. And he goes back with it. He falls back. Wow. I, I believe Harley. Did Harley beat Terry Funk? Yeah, he beat Terry in uh, and I, Toronto. And I, and I believe that's what he beat Terry with. Okay. Yeah. Harley. I think it was Toronto, I think. He's the ref's asking Jumbo if he gives. Harley just keeps going back, falling back. And Jumbo submitted. He submitted. He yep. submitted. It's odd because he worked on his neck all this time, and then he beats him with a leg lock. But that was also his patented move, right? So, you know, I, I, I look at it as the same. The same. Way. He's got color. Yeah, those headbutts probably. Dang, he hard way to <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Holy smokes. That's why Harley Race is the man. You got that right. Wow. Jumbo's selling the crap out of that like that. And they're already back in the third fall. Man, they give them no break. Oh, it, it, <laughs> It's literally, you get to go to your corner and get a drink of water if you want to, yeah. and then you're back. I like how Jumbo's still selling his legs. Nowadays, they'd be doing cartwheels. <laughs> See if Harley goes back to the legs now. He's got a side head. Jumbo's got the side head. Oh, is he going to get it? Oh, big bam. Shin, big shin buster. I learned it. he actually got him, and they actually went a little ways around the ring and got more effect to it. Yeah. So everybody in the building can see it. And then he immediately tried to go for the Indian Deathlock again, and Jumbo kicked him off. And he's working the leg. He drops the elbow on it, and he's got it hooked. And I like that he's contorting it. Like, a lot of guys will just sit in that leg lock. And I love that escape. That was good. This is really good. Now they're back up brawling. Oh, whoa! That was sweet. Yeah, that's the uh, the third side salto suplex in, in the match. And God, Harley is like a mess. Oh, there's your one arm. Oh, drop kick. Jumbo just dropped him out right in the bush. There was your one arm whip into the ropes. Do you see that? Yep. Another drop. Oh, man. Oh, he missed that one. Man, he gets some high thing on drop kicks. Harley moved on that one. Yeah, that first Jumbo, one. He, Jumbo is a big man, too. Yeah, for Japanese, yeah, he's like a, at the time, he had more muscle tone, but he was like a mini Baba. I mean, he was, you know, he had more muscle tone, but yeah, he was really tall. 
Yeah, I'm trying to see. He was six five, so like he was yeah. a big big man. Period. That's yeah. He's going back that front chancery again. Harley is surprised he didn't go back to the leg. He's just wearing his whole body. He's just wearing them all, and he's wrenching it in too. I like that. He's not well, just laying there with it. Yeah, and, and and I guess my thought would be that, you know, he tried to go back to the leg. Jumbo's been countering him. Yeah, got work, and then Whoa! he just got suplexed. He just got countered with a suplex by Jumbo. Wow! And Harley, he did a little that spin sale. <laughs> yeah, he's going to put his own finish over. Yeah, he just kicked out twice. Man, look how the people in the crowd are dressed too. It's all like suits and polos. Yeah. Oh, we got him double down. The, the old double knockout. Oh, yeah, they spun around, and he shot him off, and they spun around, and boom. Yeah, it didn't just look at him coming at him. Yeah, just wait for him to come run into him like <laughs> they do nowadays. <laughs> now they're both up. Oh, down stretch by Jimbo. I like, oh, he's like, oh, I like how he's clasping the hands. Yeah, clasping like the hands like are really wrenching on it. Yeah, and he is wrenching the dog crap out of it. He ain't just got there and got one hand down and, yeah. And it's like all things, other stuff, like you know, earlier was. Uh, oh, what just happened? I don't know. What? <laughs> I said you watched this. I must have watched it from a different feed. <laughs> I've watched this match numerous times. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so we go from abdominal stretch. Jumbo's in the double stretch, and this thing we know Harley's getting his hand right. <laughs> I apologize. There's been a portion of this match cut out that <laughs> I tell you what. Um do you want to pause this so we can find it in yeah, that's what I'm uh, doing right now. Yeah, pause our our feed here, and and uh, and then find it because I'm sure this matches all over here. It is, and we'll. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, uh, <laughs> and you know what? That's awesome because if I would have we did our normal gimmick, we wouldn't have this entertainment. <laughs> uh, so well, I, you know what? I found another you know what? one. It's it's Flare Fan two uh, two sixteen. And it's just titled Harley Race and Jumbo Saruta. Okay. What we're going to do is while we're you're queuing that up, I'm going to take a break, go hit the facilitize real fast, and we'll come back. <laughs> this is the best ever. I love it. This is good. This is good entertainment, man, you know? <laughs> but uh, we'll come back with Jumbo having Harley back in the abdominal stretch, and we'll – We'll see what we didn't see. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back. All right. Well, after that debacle, <laughs> we are back. Hey, uh, well, you know, this this podcast is part of the No Budget Podcast Center. <laughs> Obviously, the guy who put this on YouTube, he didn't have a budget either. <laughs> yeah. Well, l luckily, you were correct in this uh, 
this match is on YouTube under a different uh, a different user. Again, that user is FlareFan216. Um, and that is under Harley Race versus Jumbo Saruta. Um, if you'll fast forward to the 28, uh, excuse me, 23 minute, 48 second mark. Before we start this, I bet Roy Lucian probably has it on his, his YouTube thing too. I wouldn't be surprised on his Japan thing. Yeah, most likely. he Roy Lucian has just about everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sorry, so whenever you're ready, just rock and roll with this. Yeah, we're going to uh, we're going to try this one more time. Again, fast forward to twenty three forty eight, and we'll do our countdown again in three, two, one, play. Yeah, the quality's not as good, but uh, but at least it has the finish. At least we got a finish on it. So that's all that matters. At least we're well, assuming. Just, yeah, he is wrenching. He is still wrenching that. You don't see that on, on a, what the crap? <laughs> this, 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 this has an ad. There we go. <laughs> it's like it's cursed. So finally, Harley hip tosses out of the Donald stretch into the headbutt. Uh oh. Is he going to the top for the head? Uh, no, Jumbo got up. Uh, oh, he's going to send the Yep, he caught him. Oh, this is a hard ring. He takes the big slam off the top. Gosh. Yeah, that ring's for sure hard. Oh, man. But that abdominal stretch way. Oh, big splash by Jumbo to the knees. The way he was wrenching that abdominal stretch, you don't see that, man. That was awesome. No, it would just sits in it. Yeah. Oh, wow. So... Jumbo cross-bodied Harley. They were on the ropes and did the flip over. Harley didn't go, but Jumbo did. 77, you didn't see a bump like that then, Harley. That was that's really rare, you know? Yeah, Harley, Harley was known for his big bumps, though. But still, though, you didn't you – know, still, I mean, even that, that kind of bump, Jumbo taking the bump over, you didn't see it much in set, that time period. Oh, yeah, I know. Oh, oh so they just swapped slams. Like each of them giving each other's best shot, and they can't pin each other. If I keep, they both kick out. Oh, jumbo for the high knee. Oh, he landed in the ropes. That looked good. Small package. You gotta be kidding me. Harley beats him with a small package. After all of that, wow. At the end of the day, a wrestling move wins a wrestling championship. Hey, and look who's in there with Jumbo. I can't see. Who is it? That, that's the intelligent, sensational destroyer. Sure is. I see his mask now. I see the white mask. And Harley and, uh, has nobody uh, with him. Except, yeah. except my boy. And, and I'm, I'm, glad, uh, I'm glad All Japan updated their... Their jumpsuits. Well, there's one guy in the cool red one, but the rest of them, they're in like all orange and they look like prisoners. But it's 70s, man. You know? <laughs> yeah, the one dude's got updated, got the logo and everything. Everybody else has got the old go to the mall and get the old block letters, uh, heat, heat, um, iron to your shirt. <laughs> yeah, the destroyer there, he's got, 
He's got a. I think he's got his shirt on. I think. Oh yeah, he's going to wear a handshake. Yeah. Harley raises Jumbo's hand because it's you know nowadays you see that, but back then, Japan you see because it it's respect. Um. And Baba was building his next baby face. Yeah, at that time, yeah, he was the, the he was the guy to take over for Baba. So that was it. Wow, I wouldn't wasn't expecting the small package, but I like you know, like I said, right there before to the end, they were trading. They'd hit a slam cover, hit a slam cover, and they just kept kicking out, kicking out. Jumbo went for that big knee and missed. And Harley, you know, the, Harley's known as the the brawler, you know, the fighter of the two. He's, you know, it was like he saw the opportunity. He got tangled, you know, he hit the ropes, tangled up, he fed around, boom. Small package. So, so. being your first time seeing it, besides my snafu of grabbing the wrong leak, <laughs> what'd you think? That was awesome. That was freaking awesome, dude. Um, and that's not even my was, favorite was, jumbo. Like, what was I love the, jumbo, the total, but that's not my favorite. What was the total running uh, time of the, of the the match? 27 minutes. Dude, it seemed like maybe 10. It was so good. It's so good and just float. The, so the pacing to me was perfect because they they did it was the art of building to the high spot up and down and up and down. It wasn't all up. It wasn't all down. It was just constant well, the, up, down, was, up down. I liked it. Well, at first, you know, Harley bumped like crazy on those big high arm drags and those big slams. But you had to do that because it was establishing. Okay, the kid can go with me. And then they. That's then after they did that. A little bit of those those big bumps, and then they they got into the, you know, the the flow of the match, which was perfect. You know, and that was, um, you know, it was just um, that's crazy how good that was. And how many years had Jumbo been working by then? What four or five? Not very many. Um, Does he like start like 72 or 73 ish, maybe? Uh, maybe 74 ish? I, I don't think it was, I don't think it was 74. I, I think he'd been working a little longer than that because he did a run where he was like strictly uh, Baba's tag partner there for a while. No, yeah. yeah, you're right. March 24th, 73. So he, yeah, he'd only been working for yeah. four and a half years. Wow. Four and a half years, I mean, he's had a I mean, banger yeah, I know. of a match with Yeah, you know, he's in there. I mean, Harley can, you know, can get a good match out of anybody, but um, for it to be that quality of a match, you had to be able to go, too. And uh, that's why you know, I think, you know, Baba saw Jumbo as his replacement because he had the other guy. What was the other guy's name? Um he come on a few, come out a little later. Um, was the other all Japan guy that, that Baba pushed? Was it Tenru? Tenru? Maybe yeah. it was Tenru. Uh, yeah, I think he um, saw more. I think he saw more in Jumbo than he did Tenru. Well, um, and one their their match later may be one of my picks, but so he actually at one point puts Tenru over Jumbo. 
um, later to be become the ace, and then Tenru leaves. Yeah. And they start, oh, I can't remember what the promotion was called. War, I believe. That's later on, though. Real later on. Yeah, but so Jumbo didn't become the ace ace until the 80s. Yeah. And I, I can't remember when war started. But, like, they were pushing for Tenru to almost be Jumbo's successor. Because he was massively over. Yeah, Jumbo, yeah, he was over like crazy. Well, I'm talking about Tenru. Oh, Tenru was too. With Jumbo, he, everything I've seen and read, he was, you know, he, he was the man. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when I, when I get my next pick, I'll already say what it's going to be. It's, it's going to be Jumbo and Misawa. <laughs> and, I, and I'm saying that just because you're going to see two different Jumbos. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, I've seen a lot of uh, ninety three, ninety four jumbo uh, from all Japan stuff. Um, yeah, by the time he was old, just you know, <laughs> it didn't take no crap, you know, jumbo. You know? Um, yeah, and that's my favorite jumbo: bully jumbo, grizzled beat up jumbo. <laughs> I love it. I love um, it. Dude, I just realized something. You haven't picked a match, have you? <laughs> I haven't picked a freaking match. Oh, my gosh. What an idiot. Pull your list. <sighs> Where is my list? <laughs> you know, I'm all week long, I've been doing stuff for our trip to Gatlinburg, me and Dana's, for our anniversary. The big 110. Can you believe that? We've been married be 10 years next month. Yeah, I've got the the video of your wedding. <laughs> the 37-second wedding? <laughs> it was very quick. Yes, it uh, was. <laughs> and so was the honeymoon. Ba-da-da. Hey, look at it now. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. My last ain't that good. So I didn't went... Because, man, I can't believe I did that. See, man, if I don't write stuff down, I forget so easy. I didn't write it down on my list to get a match. And kids, that's why you don't take chair shots, because you forget stuff. Yeah. Drugs are buying. (laughs) Um. The ones I got down that I I've know that I've there's footage out there of I don't really I don't want to use them yet because they're not as good. Okay, do you want to do do, do a surprise? What's that? Do you want to just surprise both of us next week? I'm down with it. We'll do it like this. Yeah, dude, I like the way I really like this way. I really got into the match because it's the first time I saw it. I really like doing it like this. Hey, I'm fine with it. I'm good with it. Oh, and by the time we post this, I mean they, you know, people that do listen, they when they see the post, they see what match it is anyway. So That's true. That, hey, that yeah. works for me. Yeah, I mean, I got a few on my list. Like, 
you know, like Flair versus Kerry in the cage. Everybody in the brothers seen that. You know, that was going to be one of the, you know, but there's one really good one I was wanting to do, but I don't, I was wanting to, because I've, I've watched it before, but it's been so long that I don't remember it. The Flair versus Mr. Perfect, Loser Leave Town on Monday Night Raw. But it's going to have so many commercial segments, so I don't know. I don't know how long it really would have been, you know. Yeah, which was a good. I remember from watching. I just, it, you know, aired. It was. I don't really know good why I did, but I just watched that a couple of weeks ago. No way. Yeah, I don't. It, it came across they were, social media or something. I don't know why I watched it, but it just came across social media. That's crazy. Yeah, but yeah, because it was really. I remember it being a really good match, and uh, that's when they were still doing the Raw in the. What was that little bitty small building up there in New York City? Manhattan Center or something like that? I think that's what it was. Yeah. It, it had the ball, it was the really ballroom look. Yeah. Yeah. I love that setting. The the giant raw letters. Yeah. That whole thing. Um, Probably had some Ico Pro flags. Yeah. It was about Ico Pro time, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever happened with that stuff? Um, it probably gave somebody cancer. <laughs> well, you know what's funny? I remember uh, Steve Dahl, Steve Dunn. <laughs> he came in when he um, left, got released from New York. He he was living in Tennessee, Nashville area. Um, he started working local, you know, Indies. He said that he had about twenty boxes of Acropro. I, I I can't say I can't talk so Acropro. I go pro. Help me. Thank you. Supplements, powders, and stuff in his garage. He said, just boxes of it. Well, apparently <laughs> they didn't sell it with a crap. Apparently it did not yeah. sell. Yeah, it didn't. He said that like the um, they gave like the boys just got it because it was just yeah, it was one of Vince's blunders. You know. You can get Ico Pro T-shirts over at a uh, Pro Wrestling Tees. Really? Oh yeah, man. I want to buy them all the time, and I never do. I'm going to break down and actually is, do it. Is it copyrighted? They, I guess they let the copyright of the logo uh, expire. Yeah. Wow. This is probably like I never want to see I that want, again. Hey, what was his bodybuilding league called? Well, I think it was the WBF World Bodybuilding Federation. It wasn't okay. a very original name. <laughs> Yeah, because that was supposed to, to basically, uh, whatever they, you know what's crazy back when, especially when you're in high school, man, I kept up with, if it was a sport and it was on ESPN, I watched it. So I kept up with everything. That's probably why I did so bad in school. I couldn't remember my schoolwork because I was ESPN and everything. Um. Whatever the bodybuilding, I remember what it, I used to watch it. I can't remember what it's called, but the, the, the top bodybuilding, you know, federation had the Mr. Olympia and all that. Did he actually? I guess McMahon's ego thought he was going to take them down. I guess did he really think he's going to be? I mean, because that Mr. Olympic uh, thing had been around forever. I mean, I mean, is his ego just? He thinks because he's been successful in wrestling and everything, anything else, he, it's gonna do good in. So I don't know. Um, 
I, I've always got the impression that he didn't want to be known as just a wrestling promoter. I've always heard that. He, yeah, he didn't want that. Even though he came up in the wrestling business, he did not like the stigma of, the, of being wrestling business promoter. Which That's is crazy because heard. he's the most successful wrestling promoter there's ever been. I know. Is it just it's his men the way his brain works or something? I mean, I I guess it has to be because he's yeah. he he's tried to you know do football, do supplements, do bodybuilding. Like he's tried to do everything. Yeah. And in, in fairness, the WBF may have just been a market to sell Ico Pro because that was around the same time. Yeah, it was all tied in together. So, you know, I'm sure one hand was going to wash the other, you know. But I don't know. He's always ventured out into things where there's already an established Yeah, that's brand. my thing, too. Yeah. With that said, I hope The Rock does XFL really well. Because pre-COVID, I was watching those XFL it, games, and they were fun. A lot of people was watching them. A lot of people were, and they, they did you did you have a team? Did you like just pick a team to root for? I was going to, but I never. I just started watching them, and I was. I didn't really. I was going to because I try to, you know. I was like, "Well, I, is there any Western players?" No. Oh, Vandy's my second team. There's a few Vandy play. I just. I, I think if it went further on, I probably would have. Uh, but no, it was right. I still, it's still on my DVR. I need to go back and watch. Cause yeah. I only watched, you know, I didn't get to watch every one of the games, but I taped them all and they're still on my DVR because I still see the little <laughs> logo in my, my library. Um, I was, it was done really well. And I want to ask you a question about this. Okay. Um, Andrew Luck's father, uh-huh. he was, the commissioner or something do he was on the big wigs, right? Yeah. Okay. Here goes my brain started when this happened. Just before the season, Andrew Luck retired from the NFL. Oh, are you thinking he might have came to the You XFL? think if this were the next year, uh he would have went you know, if COVID ever happened, because it was, and they said the ratings were were really decent. Um, yeah. People watch it because it was a lot. It was bad. It was really decent football. Um, I was wondering, do you think it, that next year he was going to come and be the that star that they you know they needed a star, and that was going to be the the star for because his dad was you know had a high up in it. You think? Um. I think it's possible. Anything's possible. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think I think it's very possible. Um, it, it would not have shocked me because they needed they they needed a, uh, somebody to market it around, and they didn't have you know they had some good players. They were really hyping, but you needed that star power, you know. And I think Luck would have you know, which he's not, you know way way up there but if you're a sports person he's got the star power name you know oh i agree so i was wondering i was wondering about that so i had a 
before the season because I didn't just want to see who was doing good and pick a team. Um, and I just I wanted a team, and they didn't like kind of like you said they didn't have any like they didn't have a Tennessee team or I would have picked them no matter what. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, okay, well I'm a Green Bay Packers fan. I would have picked a Wisconsin team if they would have had that. They had nothing. Uh, so I, you know what I did? I looked at their uniforms and I'm like, whose uniforms looks cool? Uh, so I was a, a Houston Roughnecks guy, and that's who I I started going. That with. name is cool. I want, that's the old the old Roughnecks on the oil wells. Yeah, the and, and they so they had two Weird. logos, and one of their logos was really reminiscent of the Oilers. Oh, um, really? Yeah, uh, it was very 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 similar. Um, so I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll go with them. Uh, but like they had like they had some teams who their stuff just looked bad. Uh, the Tampa Tampa Bay Vipers oh god they looked sorry for any Vipers fans out there but (laughs) so well I'll tell you something have you seen the new NFL ones they're throwing around those alternate ones or whatever it is every year the NFL we have now become a full sports podcast no um, every year the uh, <laughs> the somebody will put up these concept jerseys, but they never actually happen. Okay. Um. So, because I've seen some, like, so here's the thing: like, I'll see them. They'll try to change like the Packers jerseys. I'm like, that's never going to happen. No. Like the that's, that's a a you know a a fan owned team. They're not going to let that happen. Uh. So like I. And they'll always be just crazy. Like the G will take up the entire helmet. And oh, they're just it's awful. And it's got a racing stripe. I saw one. <laughs> I saw one that was supposed to be this is going to be the new Packers helmet. And it was pretty similar to what it was, except the the yellow had holes for like it was cheese. And I'm like, this oh is, my God. I'm like, this is fake. This will never happen. <laughs> there's there's no way. Because I've seen some of those things like those are I was like, this is hideous. There's no way that ugh, it was, well, it's and, bad. And like the, the teams that have all that tradition, like they're not going to change their uniforms. Now, some of the newer teams, like if the Seahawks change their uniforms, okay. Well, they've done it several times. Exactly, right? <laughs> um and you know, I will say this past I believe this past year a lot of teams changed their uniforms. You know, uh the Rams like got rid of the gold. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, they have like no gold in their stuff now. Yeah, they they used to be white back yeah. in LA in like in the sixties or fifties or whatever, when they yeah. first actually whenever they first started getting putting logos, yeah, they were like they were white then. Yeah, and the Chargers, Chargers went back to baby blue instead of the yeah. the dark blue. So there have been some changes, but like yeah. I don't, some teams I don't think you'll ever see a change. You know, the well, really yeah, like, rooted like, in teams: Packers, yeah. uh, Pittsburgh know, Chiefs, Steelers. Steelers. Like Steelers, but they do do that awful throwback, thirties throwback. They should they the, do the Bumblebee jerseys. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Packers will do the blue and yellow, the active yeah. Packers every now yeah. and then. But, but far as yeah, changing it, you know, it's not yeah, going back throwbacks are different, but going forward, yeah, you get your classic teams. You know, they're not 
they're not going to. Well, you know, and there's yeah. some teams that have the third jerseys, and like some they never wear on the field, um, but some they do. Like the Titans, I remember, uh, had some they never wore them on the field, and they had some really killer red jerseys that they'd sell. Yeah. I had me, I had me a red Javon Curse. It looked awesome, um, but they never wore them, and I'm like, oh, that's yeah. a missed opportunity. That's like a, um, the Patriots had a red jersey. I think they maybe wore it one time, maybe a solid red. Um, Patriots did. Oh well, that I mean, that's their throwback though. They used to wear red. Oh gosh, they did, didn't they? Yeah, I didn't think about that. But like that is the, the Packers have a, a third jer- a, an alternate jersey, and it's yellow, and it looks terrible. No. Oh. And I'm like, you know, uh, my mom knows that I like to get different kind of jerseys, right? Because I have like a black Brett Favre jersey. Hmm. Like it's, it's reversible. It's like a regular jersey on one side, yeah. and you reverse it, and it's black with a with green and gold stripes on the arms and it's hmm. really it's really really cool um and she goes oh you want this alternate jersey and it was the yellow one i'm like never she's like really i'm like it looks terrible yeah you know well, all that stuff is just to sell merchandise yeah, yeah i mean I, I i'd wear the i'd wear the acne packers jersey but i just that yellow no and i'm a big mark for there and i've actually got Got it up on my wall. Uh, I like throwback logos. So, like, the Packers wasn't always the G. You know, um, they had two of them that were – it was a football with the state of Wisconsin behind it. And one really? was a silhouette – yeah, and one was a silhouette of a guy doing the Heisman pose, and the other was a silhouette of a quarterback about to throw a pass. Wow. Oh, that's neat. Um, yeah, the, the quarterback about to throw a pass – was around 54 and the guy doing the Heisman pose was 61. I um, mean, and, and between that, their logo is actually a block G and B. Um, and actually, if you ever watch impact wrestling, the good brothers logo that's on their stuff, pretty much the exact same thing. Wow. Which huh. when, I, when I saw that, I was like, I wonder what Gallo's got that idea. Cause that looks really familiar. <laughs> That's why I'm big on the retro um, baseball logos. I love yeah. them. I got, I like that the old baseball ones. I'm big into that one. Um, yeah, I, I think it's the, the Astros had a really neat this retro logo, and it wasn't anything fancy. It's just that old '70s '80s font. I think looks clean on anything. Um, so you know they were the Colt Forty Fives. Really? And then they, yeah, at first, yeah, yep, the forty fives, yeah. <laughs> I did not. And they changed, they changed it to the Astros, yep. But I mean, I had, same thing. I you the, you've, the you've got some people who've had the same logo in baseball forever. You know the yeah, Yankees, Yankees, yeah, Yankees, uh, Mets. Pretty know, much, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a big baseball guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, a lot of the, you know, I have the cubbies changed besides like I've seen stuff where they actually have a little bear or something. The like bear, that, the bear has changed a little bit, but that C is pretty much that, the, that cub C has pretty much been non changed, but they've, they've tinkered with the, the little cub bear yeah. you know, through the years. Um, but actually the C part now, I, I don't think it's really changed at all. So. 
yeah yes. you'll, see, you'll see some of the changes and something as minute as like oh that now they put a small outline on the outline of the letter or something like that yeah you know what I mean? yeah oh um anything else about this match this match was like i said this match was so good and, and you know, uh, the besides Harley, it clicking on the wrong YouTube link, I have nothing else about it. I love it. I, I figured you'd like it, um, and I'm glad you did. I like this because a lot of people when they think of Harley, they think of bigger gut fro Harley. Yeah, that you know, early '80s, um, which he could, you know, he and like I said, Harley always looked forty something when he was twenty something. Yeah. You know? Um, the fact that this Harley was my age and looked like that, like if if thirty four year old me stood next to thirty four year old Harley, would be like, oh, it's a well, guy and his dad. His dad, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but but most people, you know, because there wasn't, there's not a lot of footage out there. I mean, you, there is nowadays. You go because there's so much on YouTube, you can find. But most people think of harley they think of that 80 early 80s harley into uh harley going to vents um so you see this hard and it's like wow you know it's yeah. so i mean you know he could still go at those times he was workhorse harley i mean just wow yeah. you know it's you know and you could say, I mean, Jumbo at this time was what, 25, 26, maybe? Seems about right, yeah. And you could tell it was hot in that building because they were sweating. And Harley was going, he, he, you could see he was going, he was same pace. There was no, um, you, they were step for step. You could tell, you know, Jumbo being that much lighter and younger. There was no, they were still paced the same. There was no, you know, saying uh, he wasn't a step behind, it, it, you know, even though he, it, he's only, you know, would you say 34? Yeah. Yeah. That's a rough 34. Oh, and this but, is a man, a man who would have a cigarette in his mouth until it was time for him to go to the ring. Yeah. And, but I'm just saying is, you know, so that 34 is a rough 34, a lot of bad and banging on his body. But you wouldn't know it the way he, he was, he kept with, up with Jumbo. You know, there was no, you could, I mean, everything, their timing was immaculate. Um, so you could tell that they were both, nobody was a step behind. So it just show you that he could go at a, a really a 34-year-old that had a lot of wear and tear, a lot of rough miles, could hang with that young 25-year-old, you know? Well, and, and so, also, Jumbo was an alternate for the Olympics in amateur wrestling, and then he went through, I don't know what the dojos were like when, you know, in Bob's time, but I'm sure not easy. No. So they went through the dojo, <laughs> so like, Jumbo is a in shape guy. Yes. You know what I mean? And Harley's just hanging. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So it, you know, and 
it shows you how and and if you you look at it what little bit i mean i didn't see any kanitskis um i really didn't see a lot of um briscoe until i, I did start working on the dvds for scott teal and he had a lot of the florida stuff um there's a lot of Briscoe in there. Uh, then you went into Terry. Then you Harley. Man, you're talking about going. You know, Briscoe's amateur. Funk is just, was Terry Funk, you know, unbelievable. And you got Harley and no drop off. Yeah. You right, yeah. And it shows you. And, and, I ain't taking nothing away from Jack, Blair. Jack, Jack Briscoe, another guy who smoked until he had to go to the ring. That's what I heard. That's, you know, with him being an amateur wrestler and everything. Yeah. From what I heard, all those guys smoke, smoke and drink, smoke and drink. Because I heard, yeah. you know, the pills, the pills and, and the Coke didn't come in until like the 80s. Yeah. Mostly the Coke, but uh, your old timers on top drank and drank. Drank and smoked cigarettes like crazy, but but um, no knock on Flair, but there's a. It seemed like to me there was a difference. I don't know. I, I don't know. Is it? I guess because. I guess because Briscoe had the amateur background, Funk was just come from that family, and he was just crazy. Harley, you know, was Harley. But he was I just get, starting to emerge as crazy Terry Funk at that point. Yeah, it's you know true. I mean? It's true. I, I think I think it's because of the family name, you know, <laughs> yeah. had that being that rough Texas, West Texas, Amarillo. Um, I ain't saying there's a drop off of flair. It seemed like though that's when it kind of, even though Flair I'm I don't think I don't people don't realize I'm not knocking Flair. It seemed like they went a little different. You know, they threw Dusty in there, gave him a bone here and there. Um and I like you said earlier, I, the Flair, the first time Flair, it didn't they, they they didn't think it worked out. Yeah. Yeah. Um so then the second time, you know, I think because the territories—I mean, there was still the territory system. It wasn't as big, you know. Semi, you know, because um, because Mushnick had, as it would really slow down um, by then. Because I think he he went out in what eighty three. Mushnick, I think he saw he closed up in eighty three, and Harley and Geigel took over. Um, but it seemed like it, with the flair, the the eighties, it started changing. It was more little, you know. Flair was more flamboyant of any champion, yeah. besides besides uh, Rogers. You know, right. uh, so I think Harley was that last. Uh, the, the last pre-showbiz champion. I guess that's what I'm looking at. May, uh, maybe tough guy, which Briscoe wasn't a tough guy, but he was a shooter. 
you know, amateur. Yeah. So you had that, you know what I'm saying? So I'm thinking uh, that transition, Harley was the last, you know, showbiz kind of, you know, champion where he was, yeah, I guess that's what I'm saying. But I'm not taking away from Flair. I mean, Flair's amazing. Um, I've seen, you know, the more I watch of Harley, older Harley, the more I like, and I think Harley gets, um, a lot of the recognition of actually how good he was. They just say, oh, he was seven-time champion or whatever, you know. Yeah, like that wasn't um, a giant deal. Yeah. But, you know, I would love to see, and this probably would tell you how good Harley was, because they said the match with him and George Gillis was really was good. So I would have loved to see that on tape. Yeah. See, I mean. Yeah, uh, and you gotta think about it. There were, I mean, Flair got the tail into the territories, but Harley was deep in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so you know he had to go and work. Harley was going everywhere, Memphis. So you know there was some, you know, like I said, not everybody on top was good in territories. Yeah. You mean you might be over in that territory. That's what the people like, but you know, going sixty minutes—that's <laughs> rarity for their their top guy in the territory. As you know, what I'm saying so. I think Harley and on back had more of a challenge than what Flair did. I, you know, because like I said most of the time Flair's run the territories were gone. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Flair had to go in there and. Try to pull sixty out of Rufus R. Jones, but oh yeah, but and but so did um, Harley. Harley, and it was Harley's territory. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so he really wanted Rufus to look good, and I'm sure he. And so he had to work Rufus a lot more than Flair did. You know? Yeah. So, like I said, I'm not knocking Flair, but I think Harley on back had more of a challenge. Um. You know, uh, especially uh, basically from say Briscoe on Briscoe to Harley. You know, they seem, you know they probably had more of a challenge of working the territories of getting more out of some guys that probably, you know. So, so you're saying the guys who held the crown belt then? Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, no, because Terry never had the crown belt. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Terry, Terry got. But we throw him in there. But yeah, him. yeah. Terry had the ten pounds of gold. Yeah. Because um, first person that had the gold was Rusko. Because he had that red one. Remember, you looked it up. Yep. Maybe you read it. Yeah, because it was uh, a. <laughs> was it felt or something? You said. Uh, Red felt, felt. felt or a velour or something like it was yeah. something like that. So, and yeah, so basically, they not... took the plates off and put it on the on the leather. Yeah, they put it on black or leather. Yeah, that was the smartest thing they ever did. <laughs> I'm sure the red looked cool, but oh, and the red did. The pictures I've seen of the red, it really looked well, good. I, they brought it back for a little bit when Adam Pierce had it. Oh, did they? Yeah. Was it the felt and everything? No, no, it was red leather. It was red leather. Mm -hmm. Wow! So they brought it back. I didn't know yeah. they brought it back. That, that's, huh. when, oh, that's, Pier, that's when Pierce was calling it Sweet Charlotte. Sweet Charlotte. <laughs> oh, man. 
But yeah, I, I, I highly suggest people looking up 70s Harley. Because I was, like, I've seen a little bit of Harley from the 70s. Uh, I think, well, Harley Japan 70s, I think, because that match was really, really good. I was, I was really impressed on how he, he, that was just awesome match. Everything in it, the psychology was good, you know, and, and they did a lot, but they did, they put it where it needed to be put it, put, put it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was yeah. really well done. I was real, it was really well done. I liked that a lot. Um, I'll find some man. I'm sitting there looking on my in front of my TV as I got my TV and I got uh, somebody needs to come up. Here's an here's invention. Anybody the five people that listen to us, um, they need to come up with something where you can turn off and on the scroller on ESPN and Fox Sports, CBS Sports, NBC Sports because I tape everything. I hardly watch anything live. I tape it, okay? I watch several different games, races, different things. I'm watching one. I'm going to watch the next game later that's being played at the same time as this game. I'm watching. There's the scroller. I see the score. (laughs) So I got like, I got three stacks of DVDs, the, the, the big, real, not the jewel case, but the big. Well, I don't know what they call them. Normal size case. I got three stacks of about ten in each stack in front of my TV to write the it blocks right the scroller line. So I'm looking at this. I'm sure I can find this stuff on online. I got one that says Dusty Roads Funky Like a Monkey Tour. Um The Sheik. Stan Hansen Lights Out Volume One. Let's see what we got here. Terry Gordy, Steve Williams. British Bulldogs invade Japan. Madison Square Garden main events. Uh, Dusty Rhodes Risky Business Tour. <laughs> oh, Dusty Rhodes Risky Business Tour Part Two. Ric Flair, my best of all Japan. The Great Muda Volume One, Bertha Muda. Best of the Four Horsemen Volume Three. Bruiser Brody over there. I'm saying that might be in Japan. And I can't. I got one that says Abdullah. Ooh, Midnight Express, The Conjury Years. Um, Captain Redneck, Dick Murdoch. Master Square Garden, Volume, Main Events, Volume 2. There's some more I can't see. Um, Bill Watts' UWF Volume 1, uh, Mayfield, Mayhem. Mayfield was George Mayfield. He was one of the big um, American uh, guy fans that would go to Japan. Um, there was uh, a lot of them in the, in the 80s, a group of them. That he was one of the big ones. And so he had a lot of um, – he was one of the first guys to have a lot of Japan stuff back in the tape trader days. George Mayfield. I don't know if he's still alive or not. But I got all these. You know what? I haven't watched a one of them yet. 
That's a shame, ain't it? I'm putting in a, a order, um, Jamie Phillips. I don't know if he's getting rid of a lot of stuff or just like trying to make some extra money. So getting a lot of stuff, but uh, he's been bad boy Phillips. Yeah. Okay. He, he's got quite the collection. Um, but so he's been sending me stuff. Uh, I know two of the things I'm getting. One, I'm getting a 26 disc Brian Danielson set. Oh my gosh. I'm excited. Um, and the other is uh, Every Clash of the Champions. Wow. Yeah. Um, he's got full years of Memphis um, from like wow. from like 80 to 2001. You got the 80, 81, don't you? You got from me? I'm, I'm trying to think if that's the year. I believe so. I, it was 1881 I had. Yeah. But yeah, so he's just been sending me all all sorts of stuff. So I've been. They say that the eighty two was was harder to find a full eighty two. I heard they didn't really somebody didn't get a full one of those made up until like a few years ago, like well, maybe ten he, well, years he ago said, or something. He did say some are missing some shows. Yeah, but for the most part, he's got full runs. But I, remember, like, I, the... I, I laughed when he sent me he sent me that text today, and it was like two thousand one, and I'm like, who's like I want some two thousand one Memphis. So was that Power Pro didn't shut down by then, right? Was that that's Corey Macklin's 2001, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, was he still? Did he did he have the uh, New York deal, the WDF deal then? Yeah. No. So okay, so it was just straight up just Corey Macklin then. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't think he may have. I may be wrong on that. He may have. He had it at one time, I believe, after Power Pro and um, what was the one? Because uh, that would line up in the time frame of Brian Danielson being down there. Yeah, you had, okay, you had Power Pro and you had uh, Terry Golden's, uh, which became his, he changed his name when he got the deal with, um, when they, when he got the deal with, with Vince. Hey, it was Memphis Championship Wrestling. And they were going like head-to-head -head with Power Pro. Because Power Pro had the deal first. And then they moved it over to Memphis Championship Wrestling for, or Terry Golden. Um, he, he also had some KAW, and I'm like, I'm not interested that's, in that. That's Terry Golden. That's He had to change the name when they got the deal with Vince. He had to yeah. change the name from that to uh, – but there's actually some good stuff on on that. That KW, there's some garbage too. Yeah, I'm, I'm, can, I, I've already put in a lot of money that I'm going to be spending. So well, I'm just saying, I'm just saying is, um, um, there's some there's some gems and you know, uh, a lot of it's online, so you can you know uh, search through it. Um, I bet when when Golden shut down, I. I bet Macklin got the deal for a little bit. I bet. Yeah. I bet that's what it was. I uh, I'm, so, I'm really I'm really excited about that 26 disc Brian Danielson though. That is crazy, man. At one time I had a what was it a 10 disc Malenko set. I got it and I I, I tell you who I got it for. I, um, I have I have a three disc in the stuff you sold me. Um, 
but I got a 10 disc Malenko set for Shane Smiles. God rest your soul, brother. Um, he asked me I, I some Malenko. That. I remember. I said that. I. I said I got little, and I said I know a guy. I'll see what I can do, and I. I one, old tape trader guys. I think it was Corey. Uh, I can't remember his last name. He had Corey's tapes, and um, I hit him up and got uh, his stuff, and I got a little bit of stuff I had and, and put it all together, and uh, for Smalls, and there was something else that I got him. Who was it? Was it Billy Robinson? Like a two-disc Billy Robinson set, I think. I got for Smalls. I had so much stuff, I didn't even know what I had at times, man. Because <laughs> people would ask for stuff, and then I would go find it, and I'd... I'd you keep the Masters the and, and do yeah, it for them, yeah. Yeah, and make the copies, put the Masters in my thing, and forget I even had it. So I'm, I actually wonder what all JC really got, you know? <laughs> He probably got some I don't even know I had, you know, some some really good stuff. Um, oh. We ain't uh, plugged him in a while. Got a little package here. I know y'all can't see it. <laughs> Hold it up from Crowbar Press. My good buddy, Scott Teal, who I help out all the time. He sent me uh, some... Um, DVDs he finished up and they'll be going on his website soon as I catalog them for him. So here in the probably month or so, you will be seeing a, um, on curveballpress.com, you will see these new editions. Oh, whoa, whoa, guys, this, oh. Is, this is exclusive. Yeah, yeah, it, I just got it this week. Uh, this is breaking got, here before Scott's going to put it on the website. Yeah, because I didn't even, even tell, and I didn't even smart you up to it. No, I no. Just over, I, I saw the package over there. Okay, he sent me these DVDs to uh, to go through. Um, what I do is I catalog catalog the matches and everything. Then he puts it on the site, which I don't know when he put on the site because that guy's oh my gosh, he's got like five books in the works at one time. I don't see how he keeps up with stuff. Anyway, so he sent me these. He just matched, he just uh, authorized them and or, um, finalized them and everything. We got Classic Championship Wrestling from Florida. There's no dates on it, but it's Classic Championship, championship Wrestling from Florida, so that's good. I don't know if you can see this. Dory Funk Jr. versus Jack Briscoe. Oh, wow. That's all you got to say about that. Hey, yeah. Um, this one, not so much, but it, it's, it's, it's interesting because uh, I remember watching a lot of it. The Global Federation, Wrestling Federation, Volume 1, um, which when hey. they did start out, they were really, it was really good when it first started. See some good Baden Jordan on there. Mm, volume 1, probably not. He didn't start till, because they did like, like a month of tapings. When it first started, it was, I think he, he went a little later, like probably in the second year into the first. Oh, looky here. Oh yeah. The postal service killed these, um, uh, cases on this thing. World of sport, classic British wrestling volume three. There we <laughs> go. Yeah. Then we got pro wrestling superstars. Dark Angel Volume 1. I don't know what that is. 
I'll be finding out in the next few weeks. Uh, then we got in the ring with Harley Race, in the ring with Mike George. Uh, Mike George was a um, in the late 70s, early 80s. He was a staple of Watts, um, staple of the uh, Kansas City Territory. I think he was really underrated. Uh, Mike George, you know who I'm talking about? I don't. Big Mike George. I think he's very underrated. Um, he's definitely his late 70s, early 80s. Stuff, he was really good. Um, wow, we talked about this uh, on one of our podcasts. Heavyweight wrestling from Washington, January 6th and 13th, 1966. Remember, because I was saying uh, Vince Senior, that was his town too. It, one of his big towns was Washington, yeah. D.C. There we go. <laughs> Hey, Scott, hey, listen, yeah. Scott, are you listening to this podcast? I don't know why you would, but <laughs> wow, he must be. Pro wrestling superstar. Wrestling. Look at me. Pro wrestling superstar. Midnight Express. This is some good stuff. But it, it, it's Randy, it's Randy Rose and Norvell Austin. That's good. Randy Rhodes could go. See, that's nothing. Randy Rhodes gets a bad oh, rap. I, I, I they, love Randy, they, Randy they, Rose. He's not they, Bobby Eaton, but. Good. There's not. Okay. That's like, you, you can't compare anybody to Bobby Eaton. I mean, it's. No, you, you know. can't. So. Then we got the last two is Pro Wrestling Superstars, Bob Roop, Volume 1, Pro Wrestling Superstars, Bob Roop, Volume 2. So next couple of weeks, I will be going through these. Well, if I, knew, if I knew these were on YouTube, I'm sure I could find a great match for us next one here, but I don't know if I could, we're going to find that online. That's the thing. But And we don't want, if it is on YouTube, we don't want people to know because why? We want them to buy it from Scott Teal at CurlingPress.com. I think he sells it for like what five bucks with a jewel. With, and it's not a jewel case. He has an actual real case. Um, it's the thin ones, but it's the big ones, and it's it'll have and it's not bootlegged like with it actually have a cover and everything. Um, so yeah, um, I got some good wrestling to watch. Yeah, you do. Yeah, that's some good stuff in here. I, I said, look at all this stuff. That's what I was looking at all those DVDs up there. And I looked around. I was like, oh, crap. I got that package I got this week from Scott. There he goes, I ain't had time to do much. Uh, but I got a few of these I'm going to send to you to to go through for me. Because I don't know. So, yeah, he, he, he's so busy. He don't. He just sends me stuff in spurts, you know. So, um, so yeah. This stuff will probably be on his website probably in a month or so. Um so I, I, I always say, you know, he's got so much variety that that's a variety there, you know. And yeah, uh, absolutely, it is. So, so you know, and he's got so much on there. So go check him out, and um, if you want to, if you hear those DVDs, and you might be interested in them, keep it about a month, and he probably have on, on his website to look at. All right, I don't know what we're doing next week. I'm gonna find something. It's gonna be good because that's it's gonna be hard to top this one. You have been pulling out some haymakers, dude. <laughs> oh, I got to really find something good because, man, that was that. I think so far, I mean, I love that. Even, even with the YouTube link snafu, it's yeah. a pretty good match. I think I, 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 so far, my favorite was the Houston 
uh, the tag team match from Houston until today. This is my favorite so far. The Houston this match had us laughing. I, I wish we would have watched that live. Oh, gosh. And, and it's just us dying laughing. Oh, gosh. That would have been perfect. Uh, but it, this, so far, this is my favorite one. It I love this. It flowed and everything you wanted. Um, so um, go check it out. Watch it. Watch it. I'll put that link, uh, the YouTube link on there. And I'll put the 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 one. You said it had a pop-up commercial in the middle. But you can skip it, can't you? After yeah. so many seconds. Yeah, so five, it won't be that five bad. seconds, yeah. Yeah, so just yeah, so that won't be too bad. Um, so I'll put that up there. So please go if you if you haven't watched any of these matches, this is the one so far out of all the ones we did. I think is the must. It's so good. Uh, anything else to add on anything? <laughs> no, no, we no. we covered the gamut today, but it's yeah. yeah. Um, everybody, uh, we're gonna put a link up. Um, they they have set up a GoFundMe for Josephus. Uh, I'm gonna put the link up. You know, five ten bucks wherever you can spare. I know it's times are tough for everybody. You you know spare a you know a, a five spot you know trans spot anything you just you know help out you know it's it's uh, it's it's sad case uh, but uh, keep keep his family and in, in your prayers. Um, but I hate to land on a down note, but you know just. Just keep her, keep 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 his family in your prayers, everybody. Uh, I think this is a this is a done deal. Stick a fork in her. Stick a fork in her. She's done. You're Jeremiah Plunkett. Hey, that's me. Thanks for listening, and God bless. Bye bye, everybody, and we love you, Joe.